Christina, and thank you for checking into the Home for Wayward OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, bad, and the self-inserts. Today, our guest is my friend Alice. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing very well. Thank you. You are welcome. Um, and we're, this is my, this is the first attempt for the Home for Wayward OCs to try and do something that is kind of time-sensitive. Because uh, Alice is on today to talk about a character for a new, uh, new actual play podcast that she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the actual play podcast is called Halcyon Station. Um, and it is a, uh, an actual play podcast of Masks, a New Generation, um, set in the Star Wars universe. And I am very excited to get to listen to this, especially because Nora's running it. And you're in it, and Riley's in it. Yes. And there's someone else who I have not met. In Her the name cast. is Fida, and she's very cool. Yes, I am very excited to get to hear what y'all come up with. Me too. I mean, I know what we <laughs> came up with, but I'm I'm excited for it to start. Um, we've been we've been um, talking about it for a while, and I think. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded the first few episodes, and it's just, it's a really exciting game, and I love all the characters we have a lot, so. So, what is your space character's name? My space character's name is Nova Luminier, and she is a ex-Padawan, so Ooh. she used to, um, the podcast is set more or less around the time of the new films. Okay. Um, so she used to be a student at Luke's new school, the one oh. that he ran away from after the whole thing with uh, Ben Solo happened. Yes, yes, Kyle Ron. Spoilers, I guess. Um, but she left for ideological reasons, mostly. And now she's trying to start her own new version of the Jedi religion because she thinks it is kind of bullshit. <laughs> I'm very curious to hear. I should have put a. I should have put like a dis- like a disclaimer at the beginning of this. Like, since since you guys have a couple of episodes recorded, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm. I, w- I would like to try and avoid spoilers if we can. Yes. Just because, like, I don't know how many episodes are going to be out by the time that this drops on the twenty second. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and also because. Who knows what's gonna happen with Nova? Yes, I don't. I certainly don't. So that's the joy of playing games. That is very true. But yes, yeah, so I'm. If it's not spoilers, mm-hmm. like what parts of the Jedi training and slash the Jedi in general was she wanting to adjust? So. Nova's main issue with the Jedi is the Jedi's concept of balance in the Force um, and how the how they talk about how the dark side is like a reflection of the light side and you have to have both. And to in Nova's eyes and um, the the way I see it, it is a combination of I think she has a pretty good point and also she is kind of just a teen. Um, in Nova's eyes, that's bullshit, and the best way to solve people being bad is to just make them stop being bad. So, Mm -hmm. she put up with it for a while, and then she was like, 
I can do better than this. Um, and she's trying to uh, found a new light side, um, which is a pretty much uh, very clearly the inspiration for her name, which is like Latin-esque for new light. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very subtle in my characters. I was thinking about that. Which I think is the best way to do to, to go, honestly. I don't think subtlety comes across very well in uh, tabletop RPGs. Also, you, you talking about that made me realize what the problem is with the Jedi and the Force. Mm-hmm. The Jedi are Western Catholicism trying to apply Western Catholic or Christian values to the traditionally more Eastern concept of an eternal balance in the forces of light and good, mm-hmm. evil and darkness and which is like kind of like yin yang so it doesn't yeah. work because they're trying to apply things that are ideologically completely incompatible yes i just saw I, star wars that is that is pretty close yeah i i, I think that's a, a good interpretation of it um i've i've been coming at it kind of from a perspective of like um in a certain way political because from my uh, interpretation of the Jedi's um, ideology, they're kind of like this weird... They're like if political centrists were knights. They're they're like, okay, we, we see these bad people and the solution is not to get rid of them, but the solution is to pick a middle side, except there isn't really even a, a different side to it, so it's not really a middle. But they're kind of like institutionalized centrism and that's kind of the the um that's kind of the perspective from uh that i'm taking for nova um if the jedi are centrism then nova is more like classical leftism she's like okay i don't actually think this debating or anything is really working or like trying to keep them uh keep some of them I'm just going to levitate a whole bunch of swords and then stab them a bunch. And that's what she's preaching now. The religion of swords. Yes. That seems very on brand for you, from what I know of your <laughs> role-playing experience. <laughs> it's, a, it's interesting, because when I made this character, um, uh, we were all making our characters together, and I, I think the moment I made this character, it was Riley who said, I should have expected you to make a sword lesbian, or something to that effect. And um, I was, it was, it was a funny moment, but I was also a little bit surprised, because from <laughs> my perspective, I this was the second of that that I've ever made. And the first one was uh, Aisha, my ghost on uh, Lost Library. And like, yeah, I guess that's a, I guess that's a stereotype I do go for. I just hadn't really considered it yet, which was, mm-hmm. which was nice because it made that like, it made that joke also really funny for me because it was also a big surprise. Like, I hadn't really realized it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I to be fair, Riley's in my sample size is also exactly two role playing characters of yours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. But yeah, still. Nova sounds very good. Tell me more about her. So, Nova is a Miriolan, um, who are a yes. uh, species from Star Wars who are generally... I'm not sure if we've seen any Miriolan men. Um, 
generally when they're depicted, they're uh, women. I think it's because they're a matriarchal society. They're a very religious matriarchal society that worships the force. And they have, they're green and they have these like geometric tattoos on them. And the more tattoos they have, that denotes their status in Miriolan society. Nova has a bunch of them. And I think that is because... She was an incredibly force-sensitive child, enough so that she was chosen to be one of the uh, one of the few new students in this new school of Jedi, which would be an enormous status symbol in Miriolan society. I think mm-hmm. um, we're not deeping, deep uh, delving too far into that, but th- that's how I'm uh, picturing it. Um, so. She has all of this power, and she goes to Luke's new school to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. And she has like this natural uh, instinct of how to use, mostly telekinesis. So she levitates things, and um, she can do some other things, but she never really learned how to do many other things because she left the school before, before all of that happened, really. Yeah. And that's... That's where one of the mechanics of masks comes in, because um, the playbook that I chose for Nova is a playbook called The Doomed, oh, which no. is pretty self-explanatory. They're, oh, no. they're people who are running from some sort of doom that will catch up with them eventually. And in Nova's case, that is the fact that she never finished her training, so... Part of the way that she does telekinesis is she's doing something wrong and it hurts her every time she does it and it will eventually kill her. I I am sad for Nova, but mm-hmm. that's a that is a good mechanic. Yes. It's it's really cool. Um there's systems um that like you you can choose specific things that bring your doom closer and you can also choose specific powers like you can choose powers that you can only use by intentionally bringing your doom closer um which is a really interesting mechanic because it makes it like this cool character moment where if in a dire moment your character knows that they're not going to win without but they're they're screwing themselves over by doing it um i haven't I guess Good. that's a spoiler. I haven't really done it yet. I mean, you're two but... episodes in. Yes. <laughs> if this, if, uh, if by this point we you hadn't or you'd done something like that, we'd be talking about Nova in the past tense. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she'll be able to do it a couple times. Yeah. But also, I don't think that Nora would do that to you. Nora is, I don't think, a vengeful DM. GM. No, no. Um, I trust. I trust Nora. The two things that I chose for Nova for bringing her doom closer are overexerting herself because I think that makes sense what with it being tied to her powers and injuring innocence because the core of Nova's personality to me is her morality she left the Jedi because of the moral because of her uh, morals she initially was so excited about joining the Jedi because she saw them as these uh, peacekeepers and doing doers of good and the the betrayal to her of seeing that they aren't really um, is what caused her to leave so th- with that as the core of her personality I think 
injuring innocence would be the main thing that would would be like the main thing that would stress her out enough to make that worse. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where that goes. The Doomed has a pretty interesting um, other mechanic also, which is that it comes with a nemesis, a, an NPC who is uh, opposed to the character oh. and represents and embodies their doom. Um, and again, because I'm not very subtle, um, the nemesis name is Nox Tenebrae. Nice. <laughs> and uh, Nox was... Nox was another student at the Jedi Academy. Um, their quarters were next to each other, and they'd like dug a hole in the wall so they could hang out. Oh my um, god, they were roommates. They were roommates, and it's also oh my god, they were roommates because they're uh, Nox is Nova's ex. They left the academy together, but um, while they had the same grievances about it, but but while in Nova's case, that made her start this new religion that she's trying to start. In Nox's case, it made her join the Knights of Ren. Okay. So that's that will probably be a very dramatic uh, meeting, I think, when they meet again. I think dramatic is probably a very soft word to use to describe that. <laughs> yes. A very low impact word. To say the least. Yes. So, like, how... I know you said that um, that Halcyon Station is going to be set kind of in the same, like, in the same time period as the new mm-hmm. Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. Same locations? Are you guys going to different planets, making new ones up? Um, the the game is set within um a space station called Halcyon Station. I I think it's called Halcyon Station, um, and it's I believe somewhere far out on the periphery, which is one of the ways that we're um dealing with not not having to like actually interact with any of the main cast because that would be a mess. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if any of that is planned. I think it would be really cool but i think it would also be really hard to do well so yeah it's it's been mostly just like it's 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 set in this space station it has a it has a lot of people in it it's a space station with like several million inhabitants Um, so the stakes aren't low but it's not like oh hey now you're meeting ray but at the same time (laughs) though that would be really neat to see it would be, it would be. I would like to, like, maybe see some of the characters in the distance and then intentionally have, like, the characters that we're playing not know who they are so we don't, like, actually go out and talk to them. It would be neat to just, like, talk to Ray in the queue for a coffee shop or something. Yeah. And then have that be a really casual, uh, uh, really casual talk where all of the audience knows that it's Ray, but the characters don't. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Something like that, I think, would be um, for me personally, that would be the best way of dealing with it. I would like that the most. Yeah. Nice. 
But as you're talking about this, I mm-hmm. have I I have a fanfic that I'm working on. Oh. That is um I'm calling it um Star Wars episode eight point five, the time <laughs> And it's literally just like this is what this is these are things I think they should do before they get to episode nine. Mm-hmm. So I've already decided that everyone from Halcyon Station is going to make appearances in my fic in some capacity. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's it's wonderful. probably going to be extremely non-canon for you guys because I don't, <laughs> I have no idea where I'm sending everyone. But at some point, they're going to appear in this fic that I have not finished writing. I mm-hmm. have the outline and the opening crawl. That's cool. <laughs> it's very fun. The um, I'll ask you this later because it isn't really relevant. I mean, you can ask but... me now, and I can cut it. <laughs> that's that's. Fair enough. The, have you written a lot of fanfic? I I don't have a lot of experience with writing fic. I I I almost got a a minor in college in creative writing, so mm-hmm. I have a, I have experience with creative writing, but I don't have a lot of fics that I've written. I think I have. I know I have an Ao3 account, which is where these are going to go up. But I have three fics written so far. Two mm-hmm. of them are for Power Rangers Dino Charge, and one of them is for Critical Role. Cool. And the so like I've got a lot of ideas for it, but but like I've had kind of like a rough idea for um a rough idea for the time between for probably like five months, something like that. Five, six months. Yeah, I've decided that uh Lando's going to be in it. And mm-hmm. uh, Leia's gonna go hang out with him, which is how I'm Good. going to, uh, which is how I'm going to take care of the fact that um, Carrie Fisher, God rest her soul, glitter rest her soul, um, mm-hmm. uh, with the fact that she's probably not going to be a nine as much, which is going to yeah. hang out with Lando, and Lando is married to Lobot, and they have eleven kids, one of whom is named Nora, <laughs> after yes, Nora, our friend, um, and. They're gonna go out and do like a whole bunch of fun stuff, and everyone's gonna get Jedi training, and Ray and Finn and Leia are gonna go get Force training from um, oh my god, from Ahsoka Tano, who is still oh, alive. Oh yes, good. And they're gonna have to go and do things, and like ever, they're gonna have to go and get resources, and everyone's gonna get good character moments, including and especially Rose. And they're gonna have talks about their feelings, but also do shooting. This sounds really exciting. I'm very I, I, excited I would love to read it. it once it's done. I believe me, like I as soon as I have like more than like as soon as I have a good enough buffer built up, I'm going to start posting them. Because good. Good. I just really want I just really want everyone to be happy. And also I have planned out how they're gonna get their jet their lightsaber crystals on Ilum. It's very good. So, since it's Star Wars, and Nova is skilled in the Force, what kind of lightsaber does she have? What color is it? Because of the, the whole thing with, like, lightsabers being such a, um, such a, like, valuable resource that isn't being made anymore in Star Wars at the moment, I decided um, pretty early on that Nova didn't have one, also because she never finished her training. What she does instead is um, she regularly regularly goes out to like various weapon stores on the station, and then walks over to 
a bargain bin of swords and grabs the entire bin and puts it on the counter. It's just like a whole bunch of swords because it doesn't matter how good the sword is if you don't actually have it in your hand anyway. Oh my god. And she carries them around when she's going like on missions and stuff. She carries them around in a golf bag. Oh my god. But really, if she had a lightsaber, what color would it be? If she had a lightsaber, what color would it be? This is every Star Wars personality test, as established from the years of 2010 through 2015. Uh-huh. I feel like it'd be purple. Probably okay. purple. Nice, purple's a good color. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it I think it matches her the most, too. Um, also, the color scheme. Um, she's She's got kind of a... a I, I really love the outfit that I uh, made for her because she has like she yes, has like these rebellious outfit. tattoos um, Let's all do over. Let's the character like, designer talk. Tell me about uh -huh. tell me about her outfit. So um, obviously she's still wearing some of the Padawan robes, but as a rebellious thing, she's tied them around her waist so like the top is uncovered. And then she has like the the geometric tattoos that are on her face are extended to go like on her abs and on her uh, arms, mm -hmm. and on each shoulder she has a rebellious tattoo with capital R capital T of course, um, and on on the left side it is like the symbol of the the Jedi or uh, with but broken with a sword through it, and then on the right side it's the symbol of the Empire broken with a sword through it. She wears a lot of gold jewelry, like so much gold jewelry, generally with okay. these like kind of reddish pink accents, like coral beads. And um, on her head, she has uh, this elaborate headdress that also has these red beads and then these um, these like filigree roses that have gold at the edges and the rest of them are also rose pink. Oh my god, this is so uh, big extra. hair. I love it. And uh she, and on her uh chest she wears like this light pink uh piece of cloth that wraps around. And yeah, Star uh, Wars bra. Mhm, mm a Star Wars bra. And um around her neck she has another piece of gold jewelry which is a uh a bamboo uh, like a, a bunch of bamboo leaves and that's actually a um, that's actually a piece of merch uh, from one of the other characters in the the podcast because Nova lives with and has an enormous crush on Toli uh, Vida's character who is a uh, oh, okay. who is a actor kind of like a soap actor slash k-pop star-esque uh, an yes, idol. Uh, who is a Zelosian, which is which, who are plant people, um, and so Nova has like I imagine her room to be half like artifacts and holy books, and then the other half is posters and various types of merch with hearts. This is my religion. Yeah. But this is my religion. Yes. It, it has like hearts drawn around it and stuff. Oh my god! When when you were talking about characters having player characters having their own merchandise, 
my first thought was, that seems like something that Riley would do. I feel like they would be that dramatic. <laughs> Riley's character is a droid. Um, also not fully surprised. Yes, and Riley's, uh, Riley's character is a playbook called the uh, the Newborn. And the link with Nova there is that Nova found this derelict droid in just like a hallway somewhere. And she lugged it to her room. And then she used it as a uh, flower pot. So she grew flowers in it. And also as, you know, the, the programmer concept of a rubber duck, where programmers talk to a rubber duck when they haven't figured yes. out what's wrong. Nova yeah. did that, but with her like new theories on religion. So she had this droid with flowers growing in it, just like slumped against the wall of her room. And she would talk religion at it. And see if she could figure out what her actual thoughts on everything was. And because of that, the new droid that woke up, obviously woke up in a really dramatic moment when the the apartment was under attack. The new droid that woke up has her her morality as its base code. Oh my god. That is is fantastic, and I am... So excited for this podcast. Also, Riley, if you're listening, I fully expect you'd be doing like the beeps and whistles and clicks and things. (laughs) God. So go practice. Go freak out your dog. This has been the end of my PSA to Riley. (laughs) Riley actually did some... I don't know if this is going to be in the recordings of the episodes, but Riley did some thing. uh, Some things, plural, when we first started recording where... uh, they're trying to uh, find a uh, a voice to do, and uh, their options were Mickey Mouse for the droid, oh or I don't remember what the other one was, but the rest of us collectively were vetoed Mickey Mouse, because I don't think oh I could God. deal with that. I I feel like Riley does a lot of things. (laughs) Or Riley did a lot of things. It's just like, I've done somehow pretty much any podcast Mm -hmm. that Riley's Mm -hmm. in. (laughs) God bless Riley. Anyway, this is, that was not a drag on Riley. No, no, I love Riley. (laughs) This is not a podcast specifically talking about Riley. We're here today to talk about Nova. Mm -hmm. So yes, Nova has a lot of jewelry and a big crush slash fan crush on one of the player characters yes. and i'm just very excited to hear everything about nova let's see um what was your thought process for creating nova was she the first character idea that you came up with or did you kind of like have other ideas before you settled on nova i think she was the first character idea i came up with um that's generally how it goes for me when i make a new character is um I, I don't take a long, well, a long time to make one. Um, usually I go with the first idea I have and uh, just work that out. Um, it's actually one of the main things that I love so much about tabletop games is how easy it makes it for me to come up with characters. Because as an artist, uh, before I started playing tabletop games, I always had a lot of trouble thinking of uh, thinking of what to draw and making characters. I never had OCs before I started playing tabletop games. Really? And now I have so many. Um, and I don't know what that <laughs> yes, is. Tabletop's but it is, gay word over here. It's, it's like 
having a framework to put something in makes it so much easier for me. And that's also how it went in this uh, game. Um, I was looking through the the playbooks and I had pretty early on, I had the idea that I wanted to play someone who either an ex-Jedi or someone who was going to be a Jedi and left. Um, I I think mostly because that's... I was never that much into Star Wars until the recent films. Um, and then I liked the recent films a lot, and then I started getting more into it. And I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Star Wars now. But because of that, my main, like connection point was had always still been the jedi and that's where i know most about and that's the thing that speaks the most to me um so i wanted to do something that related to that and then i decided then i looked in like what could be reasons for someone to leave such an order Uh, and i started looking into my own feelings about the jedi and uh the ways that i feel that that whole organization um, kind of failed itself, um, which I think is also pretty much textually supported by a lot of the films. Like it's it's part of the reason that the whole thing with the the prequels and stuff happened anyway. Um, so and then then my thoughts were, what playbook do I need to go with? And here there was a whole fun thing where I was I was torn between two because there's the doomed. And then there's a playbook called The Nova. And I had already picked the name of the character. Uh, I was like, I'm not sure if this is a reason to go for it or a reason not to go for it. A character called Nova who is the Nova would be pretty cool. A character called Nova who is not the Nova in a game where Nova is a class would also be really funny. So I ended up going with uh, that. Also, mostly because I I felt like the doomed um, was thematically much more appropriate. Uh, the Nova is okay. mostly about like unrestrained power, and I felt like um, I I feel like she does have that, but I also feel like it would be much less interesting if that didn't come with as much of a downside. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't think I really had any other character ideas. I tend to go with the first thing I did. I I don't blame you. I I usually tend to do that too. Um, like I did with Ashley, <laughs> my precious daughter. Um, and my question next was going to actually be like, what is the Nova class? Because I I have very limited familiarity with masks. I think I read through the playbooks at one point, but then we never actually did a game mm-hmm. with it. So thank you for explaining those two parts of the character classes, because that is very good to know. The Nova is basically like someone who has unlimited power and thus is like really strong. But if they lose control, they can do cause a lot of collateral damage, um, which I also thought would be interesting. But I liked the doomed part, uh, just the whole doom thing much more. I mean, there's no reason that she couldn't go that she could not go literally supernova mm-hmm. on something at some point and just have it be something that she does in relation to yes doom. especially because um the doom sign that i chose for nova which is the thing um the the the, the like extra power that you can unlock by intentionally uh bringing your doom closer is to use a power from a different class 
once. Um, so she could do that. And looking through the 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 playbooks from masks um i remember thinking a long time about the outsider mostly because the the main concept of the outsider in masks is that they're an alien that they're not from earth and i was wondering what that would mean in star wars like what are you even playing <laughs> if you're an alien to the star wars universe is it just like we can go full interstitial and just have someone from our dimension in, like, Star Wars. Oh I mean, technically Star Wars is supposed to be just this in, in the past, I think. But that would be something. Just, like, some some person would be an interesting one. But I, I kind of want to... I kind of wanted to explore that. But it was just such a hard question to answer that I didn't really go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be argued that in some ways that Nova is the outsider, as in, like, raised in some, raised in a society and environment that was very insular and not, like, connected to the outside mm-hmm. world, which does make her, like, like a, like a societal outsider. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, the idea of just like regular, regular, uh, regular Joe Doe or whatever from our universe being in Star Wars yes. is very interesting. And I feel like that'd be really fun to play for like a one uh-huh. shot of Star I Wars. I think it would be tough to make uh, like anything extended come, come from it. Oh, God, and I yes. feel like it would give really strong, it kind of would give me really strong like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy vibes. Um, the moment you said, Joe, I was imagining just some guy with his morning cup of coffee and still a bathrobe on just suddenly standing in, like, a space station in Star Wars. Um, which would be interesting for a one-shot. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because when it's... That's, that's like, the hard point at which a lot of... A lot of actual play podcasts that I'm aware of, like, have to navigate around. Like, at what point do you make the characters whose, who's like, not gimmicks, mm-hmm. but the characters whose concepts are more haha funny, kind of, like, turn into something more serious? Mm-hmm. Like, in, like, you were talking about with Hitchhiker's Guide, like, at what, at what point Arthur Dent's, um, like, his issues went from oh yeah, I'm a guy, I'm just a guy from Earth who's friends with this one guy who's kind of weird, and then, oh no, I'm on a space station. At what point does it turn from, haha, I'm a human in an alien world, to, oh god, I'm a human in an alien and world. the planet's gone. Or, ah. or like, yes. Or, or like in, or like in the Adventure Zone, at what point, um, I forget, are you familiar yes, with Yes, I am. Okay. But like, at what point, like, Taco's thing went from I'm a wizard who's trying to make tacos to, oh god, I had, oh, to, oh god, I was taco from TV. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is interesting. To give an extremely non-spoilery view of the character arc, the character taco in the Adventure Zone balance. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a problem, and I find that um, having, like, 
one or two strong traits is a really good way to make um, not just your first character, but to start a character uh, because it allows you to like survive the initial moments of roleplay. You have something to fall back on when you're still finding your voice. Um, but it, it has to diversify at some point. And I think that's the issue with like these this kind of more jokesy types of characters is that they make for a really strong start. But then if you but then you've kind of shoehorned it yourself in such a way that you then have to everything that comes after that has to be equally strong or it will it will fall flat. Um and I think it would be tough to do with this particular concept that we just thought of. Yeah. So with that in mind, then what would you say are Nova's strongest traits? Nova's strongest traits are, um, I think it would be her sense of justice. She doesn't waver very much in what she believes is right and wrong. And that can be a big boon. Um, but um it will also it would also mean that like if she is if she ever does anything that doesn't end so well she's going to stick to it um and i i like to i i think that she has still kind of in a weird way a bit of a childish sense of wonder um she doesn't know a lot um and most things are still new to her and it's it's she interprets everything through the lens of her ideology um, because that's the easiest way for her to deal with things that she's unfamiliar with and not having to think about them too much. But um, at the same time, she's... It, recently, I, I imagine mostly in, like, ever since she got to the space station and she started to... Um, have more different experiences. She's trying to search them out more because she feels like her her excuse to herself is that um, her ideology and her religion cannot be strong unless it's tested. But mostly, she just wants to wants to see new things. She hasn't had that many experiences, and that those are like the core few things that I'm starting with for her. Those are, those are good starting points with th th those are definitely good starting points I got a little bit stuck in memory lane there for a second because the first um, the first lost library that we did the lost library Star mm -hmm. Wars um, my character was a little bit mm -hmm. similar and that I was playing a I was playing a Togrutin um, explorer because mm -hmm. we were using edge of the Empire and um, she was kind of a mercenary, but she also just really liked exploring and finding new things. And it was a lot of it was a lot of fun to play her. And she will come back. She will. Um, but uh, I it it I, I definitely understand where you're coming from with like the I just want to see everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially when you're in a world like the Star Wars universe where there's just like. Literally, like anything could happen at any time. Yeah, there could be there could be a, there could be a Vulpix. I'm sorry, I mean a Vulp tax on an ice planet slash salt planet. I love that salt bit from the new film. That was very good. Oh yeah, 
who just kind of like puts their finger in it. Like, Salt. Huh. Geologists. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, my 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 uncle are both geologists. I'm sure that they have licked uh, plenty of rocks in their spare time. It's actually interesting because like it's a rebel alliance, and most of them probably wouldn't have originally been soldiers. And I think it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would imagine scientists would probably have a higher than average rate of thinking. Hey, we need to do something about this. So. The guy could have been a, a geologist. Um, since this is going to be in Star Wars mm-hmm. universe, um, have you guys established that if you're going to have any contact with like the Empire, the Republic, slash the mm-hmm. Rebellion, slash the Resistance, slash the Jedi, slash the Sith, slash well, besides the uh, besides the most obvious exposure to the Knights mm-hmm. of Ren via Knox? Yes. I don't think we have established that. Um, I don't really know what. Uh, Nora's plans are around that. I feel like I feel like it would be um, cool to see reflections of uh, all of those things as like ripples going out from all these big events that are happening in the Star Wars universe. Um, I don't know if uh, we ever actually uh, actually, like, come into contact with any of them. I imagine that the Knights of Ren will have some appearance because, as you said, Nox is in them. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, apart from Ren himself, uh, the Knights of Ren never actually appear in any of the films, which has always been nope. actually something I find a little weird. Um, it's it. Yeah. I've always interpreted it as uh, maybe, maybe also because it it seems a little bit like he's kind of characterized as a bit of a a kid that he made them up and is just like I lead people. Where then? Where are they? <laughs> he made something up to put on his job application. Yes. <laughs> I lead this group that definitely exists. Um, They're definitely real. Um, here are their names. <laughs> uh uh, Hilo Zon, Silo Khan. <laughs> uh. But they exist in our uh, version, at least. Um, or yes. at least Nox think, uh, thought they did. So, maybe. I would be very interested yeah. to find out. That made me wonder, because, like, in the Star Wars movies, there's very well in the in the newer two especially. Mm-hmm. Well, I say the newer two. I mean, like the ones that came out covering things after the Battle of Endor. Like, there's sometimes it doesn't feel like it feels like it's very confined to like one part of this galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of excuse me. For a series that is literally sent in a that is literally set in a galaxy far, far mm-hmm. away, it doesn't feel like the whole galaxy really is taking part in this. Yeah, it always seems like um it it always feels like a couple planets having like a big fight and everyone else oh. yes. <laughs> Except at the same time, all of, all of it is such enormous scale with like these planet destroying weapons and stuff. Um and that's also something that yeah. I always felt about it, mostly with like how nearly everyone is human in the Star Wars films. We could say a lot yeah. about that, but 
that's that's topic for an entire other mm-hmm. podcast talking about maybe some of the issues with Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that that's a podcast for another day. And I think that's uh, I think that's also um one reason why I'm excited about um about Halcyon Station not being in any of those places that like are important in the Star Wars universe because it does always feel like I, I do always wonder what's happening in all those other places. There have there have to be so many other planets where people are just kind of like, oh, that, that war's pretty scary, huh? Hey, have you picked up some chicken yet? Um, so, <laughs> like, I like this being set in just a faraway space station for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to give a whole new perspective to the Star Wars story and universe at mm-hmm. large. But plus, there's literally so many things out there that they haven't built for Star Wars. For Star Wars, so hey, you know what? Halcyon Station is canon. <laughs> In my eyes, it is. You can't say it's not. In my eyes, it is. So before I go into the final question, um, anything else you want to add about um, anything else you want to add about Nova? Any uh, any fun things that happened in the in the first two episodes that you can tease without spoiling, maybe? Um. Fun things that happened in the first few episodes. Nova um, meets a fan, a different fan of Tolly's, and is asked to them. Um, she tries to vape and chokes. Um, let's see. She does some cool fighting things and then thinks, huh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I think those are the three things I would <coughs> tease. Aw, oh, good. Those are good spoilers. Um, okay, so your final question mm-hmm. then is, why do you love Nova so much? Why do I love Nova so much? She's really extra. Just like her whole appearance and everything about her uh, from from being in the Jedi Academy and thinking, huh, I disagree with some of these things. Let's make a new one. Uh, to uh-huh. just like having a crush on a soap actor and then a couple months later living with them is she doesn't do things half-heartedly she she dives into everything and i think that's one of the reasons um i love her so much is i personally have a thing where um i'm afraid of everything and i always hesitate 700 times before i do anything and nova doesn't uh and when i started playing tabletop rpgs i made characters that are very similar to myself and then i diversified by making characters that have one specific trait in common with me and then everything else is different and i feel like nova is part of like an evolution in my playing where she's probably farther away from me than any other character i've played so far and that's why i love her so much dad i did have a thought while Mm -hmm. you were talking which was does Nova make pamphlets for her yes. religion and hand she them does. out? She does. Yes, she does. Yes. Yes. That's so she holds else. like sermons on corners of the street and stuff with nobody oh listening. My God. 
Oh my god, I can't wait to see this. Oh man, I'm so excited now. First off, thank you so much for coming on today, Alice, to talk about Nova. I really appreciate getting to have you on and getting to hear a little bit of early stuff about Halcyon Station. You're very welcome, and thank you for having me. This was really fun. You're welcome, and you are always welcome on the show. Um, do you have anything that you want to promote, and obviously besides Halcyon Station, including Halcyon mm-hmm. Station, um, where you can be found on the internet if you want to be found? So, um, Halcyon Station will probably be released uh, sometime this month, that being October 2018. We don't have a precise date yet, mostly because it depends on me finishing some art that I'm making for it. Um the Twitter for it is at Halcyon Station, so you can follow that and get the updates for it. Um, as for where you can find me, uh, my full name is Alice Joren. My surname is spelled J-O-O-R-E-N, and you can find me on at Alice Joren on Twitter. Um, I'm a video game artist, and I'm in a bunch of other actual play podcasts, one of which is also yet to be released. Um... And I mostly tweet about things that don't matter at all. But if you want to follow me, you're very welcome to. And that's it. Hire her to make art for you guys. <laughs> that would be nice. The Home for Wayward OCs can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our theme song is Violet by Pottington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can be found on Twitter at waywardocpod or through the waywardocpod hashtag. And you can also email us at waywardocpod at gmail.com. And uh, thankfully, we do have a pretty good buffer of guests built up. Um, but you're, if you're interested in coming on the show, uh, feel free to drop us a line. Especially if you have an OC that is related to the winter holidays or related to Kingdom Hearts. Um, because we're looking to do some uh, some themed episodes coming up in the next couple of months. Um, so if you're someone you know has an OC related to that, uh, send them our way, and we'd love to have them on the show. Um, and since we are, uh, and to help us get more visibility, um, it's always really really helpful if you got if you listeners can rate and review us on your listening platform of choice, um, because it helps us to find more listeners and guests and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Yes, um, they're better at least. Uh, And we usually have, like, insurance and stuff. Yay!